Would you like to improve your relationships in 2022? Today, we're going to be talking about what makes a successful relationship, and we're going to identify and objectively observe what why relationships fail sometimes. Uh, with that being said, we look forward to having you on the podcast. Please share with your friends and family. All right. Uh, why don't we start it this way? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So in your mind, okay, so do you have somebody, people in your family that have a successful relationship and what does that look like? I mean, yeah, my parents have a really successful relationship. Okay. Um, Why do you fight, feel it's successful? <clears throat> um, they've been together since my mom was 16 and my dad was 18. Mm -hmm. He was from a different country, moved over here, got married. Where is he uh, from? He's from Argentina. Oh. Um, moved over here. They have three daughters. Um, yes, they've had issues as every, I believe every marriage does, um, but they've done counseling. And I think for me is the epitome of what I want my relationship to look like because they still show um, affection. They're not afraid to, you know, compliment each other. Mm. I, I see some parents, um, of my own friends that I don't think I've ever seen them hold hands or give a kiss to them or whatever the case is. <clears throat> and I don't know. I think that they are a great example for me, at least. Do you feel like you've taken aspects of what they do and implemented it into mm -hmm. your own life? Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, like I said, affection, everybody loves affection. Although, you know, some people are different in like public or whatever, private, yeah, but PDA. still, yeah. um, I think that you should always keep that spark with your significant other, um, no matter how long you've been with each other. Cause they're, I mean, hate to say this, but like they're freaks sometimes and, <laughs> but, really? and they're older so PDA, like there's, at, yeah, there's PDA. And like, work. even That's sometimes funny, when I'm like, actually. Hey, I'm not, I, I'm going to be gone all weekend or whatever. And my mom's like, ooh, Juan, like, yeah. we're going to have the whole house to ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> like straight up in front of you. Oh, yeah. Wow. But it's come like, back I think that what that's what makes our relationship even more open about yeah. talking about certain things that some people don't even like. I have friends that can't talk about deep details with their own parents or mother. Mm -hmm. And that, like, I feel really bad about that because it's like you need that. Right. Um, but right. yeah. What about you? Sandra, you got the text about wearing all black today great oh i did yeah. yeah she was like what is dre wearing we, today? i don't this is like All the black. second day we've matched <laughs> yeah two days I in a row friday as well right was yeah friday? no no oh. red just just black just black just black or burgundy and you wore burgundy mm -hmm. and there was a lot of people actually wearing burgundy that day for reed Bryn, was, Bryn was mm -hmm. uh Bryn. yeah yeah so that was really cool i was like so you got the memo then mm -hmm. yeah okay um my turn as far as relationships yes. um I, I was actually going to go with parents as well. Um, and I say that because my parents have gone through a lot, a lot of stuff. Um, and I've just seen my mom just really, um, I don't know, just being such a strong woman. Like my, she knows she's always worked and my dad mm -hmm. has always been working as well. And I know that my dad growing up, I shared with this, shared with you guys a long time ago, maybe on this podcast, but um, my dad had like a huge drinking problem growing up. And um, I saw my mom just work through that and just like stay by his side and just to me, I, I was just so impressed with her and just seeing their relationship and how they've worked through things and worked through those hard seasons of their lives, um, to me, is just a testament to their strength in their relationship and just how much love they have for one another. So on that aspect, I, I see them as role models in that sense, mm -hmm. which I've always appreciated. How do you um, feel like drinking affected the relationship? How? Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, there's so many, mm -hmm. so many ways um, from, I mean, I think from like, a, like an interaction, like a day to day, you know, yeah. there's, there's, it impacts it that way. And um, more so too, um, just with my dad being away, like my dad has gotten DUIs and he's, you know, been incarcerated for 
like a long period of time. So Damn. just seeing my mom go through that, hmm. I mean, that's a huge impact not only on her relationship, but just on us as kids growing up. That yeah. was that was hard. So um, there's so many ways. Just even growing up too, I remember just being afraid of like the weekend, like, oh my God, is my dad gonna drink this weekend? And just as a kid, mm. like, there's just so much. But yeah. um, my dad is yeah. a good man and I love him and he's a he's hard a, worker. Yeah. Yeah. And it's one of those things, it's like people have their own, everybody has their own issues and everybody. this was his. Anybody that doesn't yeah. seem like they have issues have probably worse issues than mm -hmm. most people. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I could go on and on to answer yeah. that question. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. I always feel like I think of, you know, the the families that th seem all like proper and pristine. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, behind the scenes is probably a disaster. Or they just know? don't even talk about it. And I think that creates even more issues. Like all this yeah. passive aggressive behavior that they engage in is yeah. probably what causes them to. Or just have mental issues, you know, health. Um, if you don't talk about depression or anxiety or whatever and you try to act like oh everything's fine everything's great yeah i think that makes it way worse 100 percent. yeah um, yeah but even through all that i still i see the strength in their relationship which is pretty amazing actually that's great yeah i love it yeah uh, for me uh my parents relationship is a little bit strange so mm -hmm. obviously my mom wasn't um in the picture for a while so I have this weird uh, relationship with, I think I've had a weird relationship with women my entire life, mm. pretty much just because of that. And I think I'm aware of it and like I've trust moved on. Issues? Uh, I think, yeah, trust issues and also um, it depends on the girl, but usually it's, it's either I was very like cold and distant mm -hmm. or overly needy. Mm. That makes sense. But then yeah. but that was more often the case. I was more cold and distant. Like overly needy didn't happen. It was like just a moment in time. Because you were really too like... afraid to be attached. Like you were cold and detached. <clears throat> yeah. I thought. Like, Towards the women that you were even, dating? Yeah. Even my oh, wife, okay. like um, when we first got together, I was like, are you going to like do something shady? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, Frank, I am. That, that, that's <laughs> like something know? I was like. And Concerned she's like, what are you with? talking about? Like, no, like I have not given you any reason to think yeah. that. Yeah. And it's so, so that, that's crazy. Sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, because when I was in high school, I remember um, I was dating somebody. This was like my long term mm -hmm. high school relationship. And I remember his parents ended up getting a divorce. And it's crazy because there was a little bit of a shift. I felt like all of a sudden there was that lack of trust mm. with me because in in that relationship it was his mom who mm. um abandoned her right. marriage and so there was that loyalty to his dad and then now this little bit of a right girl distant yeah yeah with you mm -hmm. because of that yeah Do you think I, your wife had to overdo um certain things to make you feel tr like you could trust her or was there something that she did that you're like? You know what she did was she was I'm gonna do she she had the mindset she was gonna do her, mm. and and it was my responsibility to come along the ride if I wanted to, mm. <clears throat> but she wasn't gonna put up with like bullshit. Yeah, that's essentially what happened. So at the time when I was talking to her, I was talking to like four other girls, mm -hmm. just because I was I was doing the distant thing. I was like I'm I'm distant. I'm I'm just gonna talk to girls and just like. Were you guys even exclusive? No, right. No. Yeah. So then okay. we had like, uh, so my friend Christy was the one that kind of got into my head and was like, you're going to lose her. Like literally we got to the, the, we got to the moment, like it was the day mm -hmm. where she's like, if you don't commit today, like literally tomorrow, you're never going to talk to her again. Mm. And she knew this, my friend Christy. So that's when I was like, all right, I got to cut this out. Yeah. I got to ask her out today. So yeah. That's crazy. So then I asked her to I asked her for committed relationship <laughs> that day. Literally, like we wouldn't be here. Emma wouldn't be here. Like no joke. Yeah. This was like she was done. She was moving Last on. Last chance. Yeah. Last chance. Mm -hmm. Do you ever look back at that moment? You're like, oh my god. <laughs> like Jesus. thank God for my friend Christy. Yeah. Is she yeah. still in your life in your social Christy? circle? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Definitely. Yeah. Very she's cool. awesome. And she's married too, and she has a kid. And uh, I actually wanted her to be on the podcast, but she didn't even respond. I don't think she wants. To be, <laughs> I don't think she wants to be on the Pick podcast. Christy and Kyla. Uh, Christy, like Kyla, is her best friend. Um, mm. And uh, Kyla, tell Christy that we want like her on the name, podcast. Kyla. <laughs> yeah, um, but th these are yeah, these are you know they're 
awesome girls. They're very social, mm-hmm. very pretty, have a lot of options, and you know, yeah, you know, Christy has a su- successful relationship. Kyla has a boyfriend right now. Um, would love them to be on the podcast if you're if you're listening. <laughs> uh, and then I asked my, my one of my best friends, John. Um, he didn't want to be on the podcast either. He's super conservative. He's like, no. And then Farid yeah. even she, he's like, oh yeah. He's like, I have my beliefs. And Let's get our parents. I'm not gonna on. argue with people. <laughs> oh my god, my mom would be a hoot. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's so funny. But I like how your wife said, basically, I don't need you, but I want you, mm-hmm. and. I'm going to do me. And if you want to come along, that's up to you. I like how she did that because most people won't do it because they feel like someone will literally say like, okay, see you later. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, and she forced me to look at myself and I was like, what am I doing? But where am I going to, what am I going to accomplish with, with this? Mm -hmm. So I was polyamorous, um, (laughs) monogamous. I love it. (laughs) Duty and honor. Duty and honor. Um, just, like I've mentioned in a lot of previous podcasts too, I've had really great parents. Mm-hmm. Um, their their roles for me were, I felt like very much shaped the relationships I've been. Mm-hmm. And with my parents now, it's kind of our, now that I see them, it's it's fun because as adults, I get to experience them as adults versus just, oh, these are my parents. Mm-hmm. And I've had more in-depth conversations with both my mom and my both my mom and my dad. And the more that I kind of see them as people, it's really, really funny because mm-hmm. sometimes like we'll be at events or whatever or like hang out with our families. And my mom is really funny. Like if you mm-hmm. get to know my mom, she's like very sarcastic. She likes make like likes making people laugh. And my dad laughs at her versus with her, which is a funny thing. <laughs> like he'd be like on the other side of the room, like laughing at her because she's just like ridiculously my wife funny. Does that to me, actually. And then he'll be, and then he'll be like, "I love that she's so funny." I'm like, "Me too." She is weird though. <laughs> like, are you kind of embarrassed? He's like, "Yeah, I'm embarrassed. That's why I'm laughing." I'm like, "Okay, that's fine. I love that." And like, whenever can, I'll talk to you, can you give my... an example of that? Yes, one in particular. It's so fucking funny. So. Um, it was my brother-in-law's birthday and like we were over at his house and they have a bird, a, a, a parrot, mm-hmm. that, a parrot that just talk like mm-hmm. this. It's like, hello, like, oh, like whatever, <laughs> literally. So he has the bird on his arm and then we're all kind of like sitting in a circle about to like have some cake or whatever. And no joke. My mom's all of a sudden just like, <laughs> like, pretending to be a bird, yeah. like talking yeah. to the bird, pretending to be a bird. So and it was just like, we all look at her like, that was weird. And then she does it again. <laughs> like she just does it repeatedly. And my dad's like, you're so weird. <laughs> like, you're just so weird. I'm like, I know you're so weird. So he's just like laughing at her and it's just, she doesn't care, you know, like yeah. she's at, yeah. like she just doesn't care what people think. And it's, it's great to see that because she just lives her life as mm-hmm. the way she does it. And with my dad, what I have noticed a lot more is that he has opened up in a lot of the stories that a lot of the stories from his childhood are really coming up into Mm -hmm. into play. And so even though my parents have been married for well over like 33, 34 years, Mm -hmm. my mom is just getting to know him just like a lot more than she had ever been. That's amazing. And so for me to see that like knowing that in a relationship should should always be evolving Mm -hmm. and because for him like he knowing my grandparents my 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 grandma my dad's side and then i i knew my grandpa but like knowing my grandma she was always very closed off Mm -hmm. and not in like a mean way but then i don't think they just had that very communicative style in their family relationships Mm -hmm. so my dad never was like that and even with my grandma now um she just started saying i love you back and that was also a thing for me. Like I always kind of end my conversations with my family and my friends like, okay, bye. I love you. Mm-hmm. And then I'll, I'll have conversations with my grandma and then like, I'll say that. And like, I never hear it back, <laughs> you know? And then like recently I started hearing that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And then, so I felt like th- the way that she's now almost, um, sharing her love with her, um, kids, right. Mm-hmm. My dad. I think that has a lot to do with how now how he's opening up a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And so that definitely shows up in the relationships and like any parents, like you go over to their houses and then they are always like kind of angsty with each other, Mm -hmm. you know, like, 
I can't believe you didn't do this. You didn't wash the dishes, da, 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 like all of these little things. It's like the, or same, like you, the old married couple. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then um, even I went to my, my parents this past weekend on Friday because I had my family coming into town and my dad's like preparing because his mom's coming in and my mom's kind of an like anxious because of the whole in-law thing. Like there's always oh, like yeah. that little weird feeling about your in-laws and they have that, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's great to kind of just see their relationship relationship like on all spectrums yeah you know that's cool and i've always that's been cool. i've always been a daddy's girl like my my dad and i always got along really well and with my mom she was always the one comforting me so i mm -hmm. had a very equal exchange of love with each mm -hmm. of them yeah. and i love that that's um, awesome. i don't know i mean my sister and i are completely different people mm -hmm. and if you ever meet my sister she is a little bit more like how my dad used to be like kind of closed off mm -hmm. and then now recently kind of having her open up a little bit more. So I think relationships in general, I see, I see a, a wide range of them, like good and bad. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love it. Mm -hmm. um, so <clears throat> why don't we start from the very beginning, like before a successful relationship, how do you even talk to the person that would be an ideal candidate for you <laughs> to be in a relationship with? Um, mm -hmm. so the I'm kind of curious, I'm kind of <laughs> curious of this cause me and my wife, we had a conversation the other night and we were talking to, uh, she, one of somebody in our social circle was not responding as much as she, as she wanted her to respond. And she was like, well, like, I'm not was gonna... an event happening. Like, why did you or need like, her like, to like, respond? Or like, like, hello, no, like, uh, just hang out, stuff like that. Okay. Oh, she's like, she's like, I don't know if I want to, I like, Engage. I might cut this girl off and, yeah. and my, my wife my wife like that. cuts i think she she's very like independent she doesn't like if she if she's not going to beg you to be her friend right mm. pretty much and i was and what i said to her was hey you realize if i use your philosophy we wouldn't be here right now mm. me and you because mm -hmm. i chased her for like six months mm. to, like just go on a date and and she's like huh interesting thought <laughs> <laughs> so like what are what are your thoughts on initially mm -hmm. so you find a good candidate let's say man man and woman what are your thoughts on initially being persistent is it a good thing is it a bad thing do you not like it i know Did andrea she ever, like send you any like cues of like there's a little bit of interest yeah no zero zero interest she was never she never felt it, like, at least like oh he's attractive nothing oh nothing. my gosh she thought it was weird that's she hard mm -hmm. because um, at what point did she not think you were weird to go on a date with you <laughs> like it's like what it just, changed her yeah. mind because because i i usually i'm not the best with the friend questions. dinner remember yeah, oh it yeah a, that's it was right a friend dinner i i, I won her friends over because we all we knew people we, we, we knew we had mutual friends yeah so like i won her friends over and they were and they like convinced her like why i don't understand why you're not Mm -hmm. If you like, want to be my lover, yeah. <laughs> so um, I just impressed. I made really good first impressions. Like, okay, if I don't make good first impressions with these girls, then I have no chance. So I got to make sure I make good first impressions. So I was like thinking through my head. Yeah. I was like strategizing. Okay, how do I make good first impression? What did you do in the first date that caused her to like? Okay, now I want a second date. You did something because if I took she her was... to Bass and Cherry Hill in Fullerton. Um, to Bass Danchery. Yeah, Danchery overlooking the city. <laughs> Yeah. Where is that? Is On that College? Aston Turin State College, that really yeah, top hill like by the, yeah. the restaurant. Yeah, that restaurant. And uh, you know the, how that hill goes all the way up, like Aston Turin State College? Yeah. Yes. I so, used to watch the sunset <clears throat> there. Anyways, go ahead. So I took her back to Cherry <laughs> yeah. Hill. Uh, I was very sweet, um, opened the doors for her. I was very gen gentlemanly. Did you still do that? What? Yeah, of course. <laughs> what? Was she very <laughs> indifferent during the first date? Like, was she still like, I'm still trying to figure this out? Because I'm like trying to wrap my head around if I'm uninterested in someone and then I'm like, all right. Why are you reaching one out One date, now? I'm going to yeah. be on like everything you do. Uh, she th she said, I was, you're so much different than when you when I officially, if, uh, initially met you. What and I then, thought. And then, uh, and then I tried to kiss her. And, on the uh, first too date, soon, too soon, first Frank. Date, I know, first date. <laughs> on the first date, no, no, but but I, it wasn't like aggressive. It wasn't, it wasn't aggressive. <laughs> Did you ask her? What's that mean? What? Did you I, ask her? No, I don't ask ever. I, that maybe that's a bad thing. I don't know. I'm just but, nowadays, no, it's, nowadays it's all about consent. Trying to figure it that out. is a little awkward. <laughs> yeah, but like, please so sign this contract. I tried to, I tried to kiss her, and she was like, nah. And then I didn't do anything else the entire night. I didn't try to touch her. Didn't try to kiss her. I was just you didn't generally. hold her hand. I didn't try to hold her hand. I was like, okay, she's not comfortable with this. So I'm just going to back off. Mm -hmm. And that's what I did. Mm -hmm. And I backed off. And then I was just her friend. Mm -hmm. 
and then and then we started talking and then over over time like she started from the first date to when it was like exclusive what was that timeline Jeez, Just... maybe like six to eight months six to eight months hmm, that's a while yeah mm -hmm. so i had to keep pursuing pursuing slowly pursuing slowly backing off when i didn't want to seem like too creepy or anything like that. Yeah. So I never reacted whenever she rejected me. I never was like, what the fuck? Why aren't you saying right. yes? I, I always just like, okay, no problem. Well, we'll talk another time. And then just came back. I mean, that makes sense. Because at first I thought it was like, she was like completely not into you. And then like immediately after the first Once date, you go, it became something. Yeah, I never gave her the creeper vibe. Once you give her the creeper <laughs> vibe, it's over. Never, yeah. never again. <laughs> I never gave her that. So I, I backed off when it was necessary. Right. I didn't put pressure her and I never made her feel guilty for not being interested. It never made her feel like, oh, why aren't you interested in me? Mm -hmm. Or like, blah, blah, blah. I never went to her friends and like, hey, can you like convince right. her? No, to I didn't. like me. No, no. <laughs> what I did, what, what I did was I got her friends to like me uh -huh. pretty much where they all wanted to date me. And then they were like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? Like, <laughs> Very smart, Frank. Yeah. And then I was like, there's, this is the only other route I can go. Like, what's the other route? I, I, I can't think yeah. of one. Um, I can't go, I can't like keep pursuing her like straight on because it's gonna, it's, she's already said no. Right. So I can't, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, you were persistent, but patient, which I think people do one or the other when they're too patient, then they lose the girl when they're at, too persistent. They also lose the girl. But at what point would you have been like, you know what? this isn't going to happen. Yeah. Like six to eight months, what right? The... That's a pretty long time. I told my wife that if she kept saying no, I was going to keep chasing her until I got to this. It's 85 years I, later. I would have not, like, it would have been like, like literally, it would have been like three years, four years, five years. So, well, chasing. okay. No, I wish your wife was here. I, know. I have a lot of questions for her. <laughs> like, I wonder if at that point she's so like, oh, get her on fine, you know, or I don't know. That's just kind of weird. That's why I, I, um, I recommend persistence, but it, I don't recommend, it depends on who's hearing the message, right? right. Mm -hmm. Persistence for everyone is not going to work, but because I was in sales and I knew like, okay, I had like clients. I'm like, okay, never over, never, never like make them feel guilty for not scheduling the appointment. Or even if they cancel, mm -hmm. let's say they cancel on you. They're like, I can't make it. Never make them feel guilty. Never react. Just come mm -hmm. back. Make them feel like, indifferent. I've gained so many uh, clients that way. And like so many people like mentioned that. I was like, I, I can't believe how persistent and patient you were. Mm -hmm. And you didn't react and you didn't do any of that. So I kind of learned that through working with clients. Yeah. Um, and even Sebastian like mentioned that he's like, dude, you just kept coming. You just kept. <laughs> and I never like was like, hey, Sebastian, why'd you fucking cancel on me four times? Yeah. Like, you know, um, that's true. And uh, yeah. And that, that's I mean, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, I'm happy for you. It worked out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it worked out. You got married, got a child. But I think that I agree with you. It, it I guess it just really depends. And you did say one thing about not giving the creepy vibe because I think that somebody who is pursuing for six to eight months and does give 100% creepy vibes, that's, I'm getting, you know, what is it? Um, a restraining order. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that would be really weird. So I think that you do have to yeah. be very careful and um, just, I don't know, just cautious about it. And what put someone in the category of creepy? Um, multiple messages with no responses and continuing to text them. Yeah, that would be just weird. Or phone calls, or they show Stalking. up to your house. Yeah, I don't Stalking. know. It's just weird. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it's funny because now I'm thinking about you know the whole thing that Sebastian has said, and we've said it before. It's like, oh, well, if the guy is good looking, <laughs> you know. But if it's yeah. fine, but if he's not, it's like. <laughs> You're creep. This is total creepy vibe. I mean, there I are good looking people that are also very creepy. You're yeah. right about that. Actually. Because they'll like continuously try to like message you about something or like find your wherever your story is at. Yeah. They go there. I feel like there's a double standard on that. It's very hard for a girl it, to seem yeah. creepy. To seem know? creepy? Mm -hmm. Really? Or annoying? It could, ha it could happen, but it's very it's No, far I've witnessed more rare. it. I've had some guy friends that are single and like this chick literally said, oh, I saw you were at blank. So I came and she just like showed up where yeah. we were at. And we that were like, weird. 
And so he was freaked out because that's really weird to admit something like that. Not like, oh, I'm here with my girlfriend. She was there by herself. There's this girl that me and my wife know that I hope she's not watching. I swear. Um, But but, uh, she's had a crush on this guy for like 15 years. 15 years. And she still. And is he still single too? He's single, but he's not interested in her. And he doesn't want. He's just like, I'm not interested. And he, I think he went through with a restraining order because he was like this girl yeah so she would like wait around uh, outside his house and stuff like that <gasps> that's scary and she still what th- she still thinks like i don't know okay guys don't do that Girls i don't know don't what do this that. is but she she'll eat to this day she'll be like i had a dream that we're gonna like be together and like i'm like you need to move on like people that say, is crazy people keep I don't 15 know, years which is crazy. that's persistence that's persistence would i do that <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> with my wife. She's the exception. I wouldn't do that with everyone. There's a, there's a lot of girls I was like, fuck, I don't know. She's not worth it. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's funny. But... Wow. Yeah, that, that's crazy. 15 years is a very long time. It just, oh, I don't, I don't even know what to say to that. It's, yeah, it's weird. Well, but... if we come back to our relationship topic, <laughs> <laughs> what are some key tips and tricks to create relationships? Uh, successful relationships in your book i think um when it comes to any relationship there's uh, an unspoken agreement and that agreement should either is adhered to or not adhered to or spoken yeah or spoken Mm -hmm. it should be spoken it should be communicated especially with marriage well before you get married you want to have a conversation this goes back to my philosophy this is my projection but my philosophy that not everyone is worth a squeeze that makes sense not not people are not worth a squeeze in general and you have to make a decision beforehand can i accept the bad parts of this person Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. long term and i think when you can come to acceptance of your other of your the partner no matter how bad some of their attributes are that's when you can start to uh, from a great foundation and build a relationship i think that's what you need to do Mm -hmm. um now that's not the right thing for everyone some people just can't i feel like you you should get to the point where you either accept or reject the person that's that you're in front of do you want to spend the rest of your life with and then also don't assume that that person is going to change i think that's a a big mistake that a lot of people make what are your thoughts on that I agree with that. Yeah. Because even like their little flaws that you were just like, mm, that kind of irritates me, but I'm not going to mention anything. Like understand that when you get married and you're with them for forever, those might get bigger. They might get worse. They might not. But like you have to think worst case scenario. Are you okay with these flaws that you see as flaws? I actually, I was thinking when you were talking about the initial part, I I actually believe that people, if they are going to get married, should live together first. <laughs> I think so too. I think that is a big thing. And I know that might not have been traditional back in the days, mm-hmm. but I think it's so important to know what you're getting yourself into. Sometimes like I've hear whenever I, I do hear people where couples are moving in right after they get married mm-hmm. because you know, like they just got married. Like now they get to live together. I'm like, <gasps> Now, what do you do after that? And I've heard of specifically those relationships falling apart because one, maybe the guy didn't know how to clean up after himself and like the woman had to take care of him as Mm -hmm. a child again. And that Mm -hmm. kind of of stuff is very common. Mm -hmm. And to me, I think that one way to at least um, prevent that kind of stuff is to live with them first. Oh man. You know? Or even people before they get married, they move in together and then they realize we're not the best together. Yeah. And it's like, well, at least that happened before going through the commitment of marriage. Mm-hmm. I disagree. I'm you disagree? Sorry. It's yeah. okay. Um, I disagree with it. I think I don't understand the reason for having to move in with someone. Like I, you, like you either accept them or, or you don't and you accept what comes with, you know, getting, getting with them. But I well, think some things I think you don't know until you move in together. I agree. Yeah, yeah I agree. But I don't think that's enough reason for you to move in with somebody before like you you get married. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what happens often is this is just my opinion, mm-hmm. and I know people are going to disagree with me, but 
when you're if, if my daughter was like hey i'm about to move in with a, with a guy what i would tell her as i would be like okay this is what normally happens sometimes what normally happens you're gonna you're gonna move in this with this guy he's become overly familiar with you mm-hmm. and then what he's gonna do is he's gonna be like well i have everything i need i'm not gonna progress the relationship in the way that it needs to be now there are exceptions to the rule mm-hmm. and pe- and and i think people they do get married after they move in together and every relationship's different so don't mm-hmm. get me wrong mm-hmm. that does happen mm-hmm. but i've seen it way too many times where the girl the the guy becomes way too familiar with the girl and he's like i have everything i need i don't need to get married because mm-hmm. most men what they're not thinking initially and they don't think about this their entire life is i need to get married mm-hmm. in fact society tells them don't get married society tells them you will be punished if you get married in some way and because of that, I think there's not really a motivation or an impetus for men to go, I want to get married. And then if you, on top of that, become too familiar to that man, it's going to be, it's going to be troublesome in my opinion. In what way did, would you say that society punishes them or tells them that? Not to get married. Mm-hmm. Um, 54% divorce rate, 80% are initiated by women. Um, most of the time you lose half of your stuff when you get divorced, <laughs> 90, 90% of the time, 90% of the time women get custody of their children. But you're thinking of like end result of a divorce, not a marriage. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, not a lot of guys know those stats. Not a lot of guys know <laughs> that women initiate. No, a lot of dudes. Did, did you know that? No. We see a lot of sh- shaking no. nose. We see a maybe stats kind of. in general. No. You what? Most. That's why they get married in the first place. We should go out and like <laughs> walk the streets. <laughs> what are the stats of divorces? Um, yeah. You don't go into a relationship and think, shit, I can't marry her because I'm gonna get my divorced. shit's going to become her shit. And, that, and then that's I because you're the not kids. a man. That's because if you actually get to the point where you're close to it, you start thinking about it. If you're, if, if, if you get a fucking prenup then. Mm-hmm. But then, if you have, but if you have kids, if you have kids, the ninety percent of the time, women get the custody of the kids. So it's like, it's not beneficial in general for men. There's no, there's no strong reason for a man to get married in this day and age, unless you have a gold digging man who's like, uh, you know, some, a girl's like pretty wealthy and like, oh, I want to get married to her because she's gonna be the one that's gonna pay everything or whatever the case may be mm-hmm. um also don't marry someone that you can potentially see a divorce coming from it yeah that's interesting but then fifth south the 54 percent of the people work on your marriage work uh, on your relationship like if you really want your marriage to work out work on it don't expect it to. to come home to meal cooked on the table for you her massage your feet and then like everything is perfect everyone has to work on their relationship mm-hmm. don't i don't know why if you're thinking about divorces you're manifesting that into your relationship because you're already thinking shit she's pregnant oh my god i'm probably not gonna have custody <laughs> but, on the weekends yeah you're she not didn't gonna take all my shit but i would make the argument that most men do not think they're getting divorced because 80 percent of the divorces are initiated by women so because they're not working more on it not to get married what because men are not working on that why would a woman divorce someone that of a man that is Who's working work on, on his relationship? Uh-huh. Why would someone divorce that person? Why are we putting the onus? Why are we just automatically? This is what we do in society too. Why are we automatically assuming that it's the girl's fault or it's the man's fault? Why are we automatically assuming? It's, it's not no, what she's saying. Yeah. She's no, not but saying you're. That it's the man's I'm talking fault. about your statistic about yeah. how women initiate it. It's probably because I mean, yes. It takes two to tango. So it's not just one person that's fucking up the relationship. It's both of you. Right. If, you know, the man's not putting in the work, the woman needs to talk about that. Mm-hmm. You know, I need you to do this. While the man will probably also have his request of, I need you to also do this. So when it comes to a divorce, it's not just one person's fault. It's both. So if you're thinking, I'm not going into this marriage because I'm probably going to divorce this person, or there is a statistic um whatever that i'm going to get divorced work on your relationship molly i don't think you ever have thought like shit maybe i'm going to initiate a divorce with charles no why i just don't think i don't think that way i don't is there any reason that you would ever ever along even 10 years from now 20 years from now that you would ever consider is there a reason that 
that would cause you to go. You, but you don't think of those. Yeah, things. I don't think of those things. Um, I'm very, I'm very blessed and thankful for Charles. Like we have very great conversations when we started dating or we're roommates and we're <laughs> dating about to get married. Like there are a lot of conversations that we had had to make sure that, Hey, this is something that we're committing ourselves to. Mm. And what was, what I enjoy still, cause I'm, I love being loved by him and I loved hearing it from him. So like every day, no matter what, I'm like, so why do you love me? Like, mm. why do you love me? Like, why do you still love me? And <laughs> He'll just be like, because you're cool or you're sexy. Your eyebrows. Your, your, your eyebrows aren't the same. I don't know. No, just like simple stuff. And when we were t discussing about just like, why would people get married in the first place? I did bring that up with him. And he'd be like, it's the support. Like some men just want to have the support by a, a woman to help them through, like not like take care of them, but mm -hmm. just have that type of um, moral support. And for That's me, I was like, Wow, thanks for sharing that because I didn't really, I mean, maybe you just want to to be with someone. He's like, "No, I really enjoy your support. Like you're help, you're really the one helping me and getting and pushing me to grow." Cuz if it wasn't for me, he always says that like he'll probably had been stuck in his own life, like his old life with friends that he didn't really enjoy or never really got to grow with and he was very thankful. I was like, "Thank you for sharing that cuz mm. you know, I'm I I'll be married this year for 2 years Woo! and yeah, and it's crazy because even through pandemic, like there was no point in time where I was like, I fucking hate you. You know, <laughs> like there's, you know, like I'm gonna, this is not gonna work. You know, yeah. like we definitely grew from that and we were quarantined a few times just because like I got sick. And now, um, like even throughout that whole period, we just had a good time. Like yeah. we worked on ourselves, then that really helps. Cause he's, whenever I'm going out or I hang out with my girlfriends, like there isn't any type of control that he has with me. He's never like, you need to be home. I'm like, at least if I tell him like it's 11 o'clock at night and I'm like, oh shit, I'm not home yet. I simply out of respect, let him know. Mm -hmm. I let him know. Or sometimes if I'm whatever drinking and he's just like, I don't want you driving, I'll come pick you up. And to me, that is a partnership. Like I don't, there's no point where I'm like, oh shit, he's gonna break up with me because I fucked up. Mm -hmm. No, he like accepts me for all of my faults for whatever they are. And I, him, and I've learned that kind of the harder way because I when, when we first started dating, I was the jealous one. Like I, really? wow. oh yeah, like I, um, and I've learned this uh, with myself because he had a couple guy friends that he would hang out with and I got really pissed off because he was out in LA mm. getting drunk and like I knew that like, it was all three of them drinking and i was like i can't believe you're out drinking like all three of you there should yeah. be a designated driver like what are you doing and then it's again my i i do that same shit, but then i have a radius you know like, there's like a, it was like a five mile radius where it feels safe but la man like that is Things scary like that make me wonder why people don't think women are more creepers than men because <laughs> what do you like, mean because like wait like when they're when women are in a relationship they could become more creepy like they, they, they make up these stories in their head. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> but it's true. Like, I've, I had to learn that really early on. This was like, I remember this conversation because I, I got heated. Like, this was yeah. like 2016. We were still kind of dating or whatever. And, or maybe 17. Now I'm not too sure. But I remember him, like, he ended up taking like an Uber home because I was so pissed off. And like, I was mm -hmm. like, very much like, you're not going to be safe. Like, I don't mm -hmm. want you hanging out with these guys. And I know they're good people, but it was just me like mm -hmm. having this issue with mm -hmm. him. And then I've learned so much from that. I'm like, why do I even care? Mm -hmm. He's going to be safe anyways, you know? Mm -hmm. So I've learned so much about like relationships and like how to handle that type of jealousy because it's not it's not kind or it's not nice it's not a great color of pink you know it's just <laughs> like this green mold brown color for some reason you know what i mean yeah. like, uh. what about women or men that are friends with the opposite sex what do you feel about that when you're in a relationship with someone um i think question. yeah I, i'm glad that you asked one of my best friends is a guy right and outside of charles like i still call him my best friend but i've known him for over 10 years and we've just stayed friends and like for me it's funny because charles he's like i mean he works here and like he doesn't really have many friends right now outside of the business and sometimes he'll just be like well how do i i mean how do i even make friends <laughs> like he'll ask me those questions like 
well, you know, you got to kind of put yourself out there as if you were in a relationship, you know, um, do things that you love, like whether that is he used to like riding his bike or whatever, but like do things that you love. Um, I wouldn't really mind. I always like make a joke, like just bring them home. But Charles uh, never had an issue with Lon because they lived together. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah we were roommates then too. That's a, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it, it should be nor it should be normalized to have friends from the opposite sex what? because it gives you another perspective cuz anytime Lon comes with sorry Lon but anytime <laughs> you do he comes to me with a, like all of his relationship advice like he gets it from a girl versus guys like he doesn't talk the way that he talks with me to his guy friends. Mm. You know? Like yeah. we can give the best like your friend Christy. Mm -hmm. Your friend Christy gave you the best advice ever. Right, right. <laughs> Is Christy also your wife's friend, or was yeah. that like first your friend? It was. She was first my friend. Uh huh. And then she became someone's mm -hmm. friend. I yeah. I think as long as um, let's say for example, I have a guy friend, and I'm dating a guy. If they can't be friend, like if my friend can't be friends with my significant other, um. I yeah. think that's pretty weird. Mm -hmm. Like, why can't you guys get along? Or like, if specifically my friend just didn't like my boyfriend, yeah. I think that would be kind of weird because then, then your boyfriend doesn't ex necessarily accept your friendship. L let me let me ask you this: uh, so, Would you want to finish that thought? What what Andrea was saying, Sandra? What she would yeah. finish her thought? Yeah, or like uh, like oh. add on to it. Um. So I. I think it's okay, but I think that there still has to be some kind of boundaries. Mm -hmm. And it also depends on the level of the friendship. Because I've seen this weird, go, like, oh, yeah. different ways. Mm -hmm. because <laughs> I'll just share. No, it's okay. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. just regardless of the story that I'm going to say, I think that it's okay with boundaries. And to it just depends on how long mm -hmm. they've been friends. But no, because I, I actually was dating a guy. And he had a best friend was a girl and they had been friends for like 10 years and I remember really early on he um shared with me hey uh, are you are you like a jealous girl because my best friend is a girl and I'm like I mean 10 years come on I'm not gonna compete with that like yeah. I'm yeah. just come now coming into the picture mm -hmm. like she's your best friend you guys have been I'm friends sure for 10 years it, yeah, yeah. And so, uh, and if something would have happened, it would have already happened, right? Exactly. Like that's how your mind works. Yeah. Um, and so anyways, we continue dating and then one day he shows up and it's funny cause I could, I could see just the energy is just like, is completely different. I'm like, here it is. It is coming, you uh, know? Yeah. And so he ended up sharing with me that his best friend opened up and was like, I'm in love with you oh, wow. and yeah. And all this stuff. And so Damn, that's intense. It was. And so um, he was like, well, I don't know. I don't know what to do. And yeah. it was one of those things where it sucked for me. But at the time, I was like, 10 years? And a part and of And just me, now? Yeah. <laughs> so a part of right? me, of course, like I had the whole like emotional part. I was like, this <clears throat> sucks. But at the same time, when I think about my values in a, in a relationship, friendship is a big thing. Like to mm. me, that has to be there. So in my head, I'm like, ugh well like this is your best friend and if you have the opportunity to like be in love be with in your, love best friend, date your best friend like <laughs> you you go like go do yeah. your thing kind of thing now i'm curious so, do, do you know you anything about them i, I don't know mm -hmm. i have no idea it was one of those things <laughs> yeah it was one of those things that it's like okay well i gotta move on you know and yeah. hopefully in my head i'm like well it is it is one of the things that I value. So it's what I would personally want in a relationship. And yeah. so do you think like, oftentimes in those scenarios, what causes the girl, the best friend to be interested is the fact that he now has a girlfriend? Mm -hmm. I know that in this case, yeah. I um, it was that because I it was actually shared verbally that it's like, oh, I saw you like happy and it just kind of started to you know, fuck that up. Yeah. And so, yeah, it is what it is. You but, want what you can't have. Yeah, so there's that end, right? And mm -hmm. then it's so interesting because I just over this weekend was having this kind of thought about my brother because my brother has a girlfriend. Yeah. And 
they're happy and it's you know it's a great relationship but he also has he's really he has a lot of girlfriends like mm. friends that are girls and yesterday um I, I saw him and he was hanging out with her and she was coming over and she like and she's hanging out in his room and they've I know they've been friends for a long time but in my head I'm like yeah mm. uh, I know what happened to me in the past you <laughs> know I, I'm just like I I, I get it, but I actually want to have a conversation with him just to say, like, I know that this is your friendship and that's totally fine, but you, I still believe you have to have some boundaries right. because even if nothing was happening from, like you're saying, girls, guys, everybody overthinks certain things, but just from the outside looking in, what is, how, what is there for me to not... Um, I wouldn't be cool with a chick in my boyfriend's that's room. That's what I'm saying. No, this is what I'm saying. I feel like there has to be some kind of yeah, boundary. boundary. 100%. That's what I'm talking about because, mm. yes, I get it. She's come around and I've known her and they are friends, but a part of me doesn't – that doesn't sit right with me at all. What do you think, Molly? You're the only one that, like, accepts it and um, – I'm, I'm thinking about one time because I had a friend from, like – We've known each other since preschool. We got back, like we connected again. We hung out. Um, we literally just had Boba. He came over to my apartment and things like that. And it was an interesting thing because there was a moment where he was like, is Charles going to be okay with me here? Yeah. And it, I was like, I told him you're coming and you're going to be over. So I, I think that's okay. But then for him to kind of have that feeling, I'm like, this is kind of weird. I'm like, yeah. but we've been friends and I have no, and it has, and that's the thing. Like, like you said, if something were to happen between you, like you and your friend mm -hmm. or something like that, it would have happened a long time ago. Nothing has happened. Like mm -hmm. I, yeah. the friends that I kind of stay with, like there has always, it's just always been platonic. Yeah. Like there's, there hasn't been anything that has um, ever gone on, um, gone, but gone on between us. So I think that's also important Yeah. because if it was like, if there were something like, oh, if for whatever reason, like me and Lon had hooked up, whatever, like back in the day, mm -hmm. that would kind of feel weird, a little bit weird. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But what, I don't um, know. What about new even, friends? Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, cause I have my friend, mm. um, my friend Eddie. Yeah. It's like, I will not date Eddie, and it's just like, like it's, it's just, just like we're just sorry, friends. Eddie. Yeah, and no, sorry, Eddie. And Eddie, no, and he, he feels oh the exact God. same way. And it's like we've no, we've he's friends like come each over, other. he's like slept over, <laughs> yeah, and it's been fine. But even yeah. even though I know that there's not that boundary now that I'm like, you know, in a relationship, I'm like, sorry, Eddie, you can't sleep over. And I know that there's nothing gonna that's gonna happen, mm. but out of respect for my partner, even though I know myself, mm -hmm. I don't want this to look like something that it's not. Mm -hmm. And I'm not even gonna open the yeah. door for that. So sorry, no more sleepovers. So <laughs> sorry, Eddie, we cannot to, be friends, to, friends. To yeah. me, like you should identify the person you're with if they cross those boundaries without you talking about it first. Like, are you, are you going to cross that? Do you know what's not, what's acceptable, what's not acceptable? Do you do things consistently that are unacceptable that are like, everyone should know. And Pete, there's like a consensus, like you shouldn't be doing this. I think you shouldn't be with that person in the first place. Me personally, that's my personal opinion. Now, do people make mistakes? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But though that's like a red flag. Are if, you saying that she should assume those things that shouldn't be crossed or do you tell her? Well, both. But I think that should be a test that every man should do that should go th should put a girl through is like, okay, she has friends. Cool. What is she going to do? Uh, does she ever mm. cross the line in a way that's that looks weird? Mm. Right. It does she over fl flirtatious. Does she, mm -hmm. are she, she's touching up on guys essentially. Um, like what is she doing? Like how does she interact with them? Mm -hmm. I think that's the thing. But me personally, like I don't Edward, like, Mm -hmm. This is my personal opinion, and Edward, Edward excuse me for you Eddie? know Eddie, for Eddie, yeah. Eddie does watch this podcast, by the way. <laughs> Sorry, oh, yes. Eddie. Does. Oh, Eddie. <laughs> there is no such thing as a friend zone for a guy with a girl. <clears throat> guy never puts a freaking girl in a friend zone. There's always a point. There's always a chance that the guy, if the girl's like, hey. You well, know. it's not like he's ever tried to date you, right? No. That's what that's what she means. She he's just a friend, not like she's put him so in a friend. He understands his place. That's almost yeah. like a freaking the opposite of alpha, essentially. Like that feels to me Beta. like that feels to me like you're making like most guys, if they're friends with girls, they will cross that line if the girl's okay with it. If the girl's okay with it, they'll cross that line. So it's like I'm accepting, like I'm being put in my place. That's what it feels like to a lot of guys. Uh, I'll explain to you. I'll explain to you what I think okay. this is. Okay. I'll explain. 
There's like a difference between a friend and someone you like intentionally need to put in the friend zone because they are trying to cross yeah. that line. A friend is a friend. Yeah, like you I might haven't... not even be friends with that friend trying to cross that line. You know what I mean? You'll just be like, we're not hanging out ever. I'll explain what this is akin to, what this feels like to, to most guys. And I've been in the friend zone. I've mm -hmm. gone out of the friend zone, so I actually have a differing opinion than a lot of guys, but I think you can get out of the friend zone. Okay. Um, but a girl putting a guy in a friend zone, to me, to me, it feels like they're they're there because they like the attention and they like the the, the guys or the girls. The, the girl, the girl puts a guy in a friend zone because they like the attention and they they're friends with them because they mm -hmm. like the attention. They like the feeling of like this person wants to be my friend. Mm -hmm. What that's akin to, in my opinion, and this could be wrong, what that's akin to is a guy who has no interest in a relationship with a girl and hooks up with her consistently. And has no intention of being in a relationship and go and and she knows but she's consistently staying there mm -hmm. that's what to me that's mm. what it feels akin to interesting Wait, so, uh, interesting like friends it'd with be benefits? like the opposite so a girl that friend zones someone because she doesn't want the affection or the actual relationship she just wants the, the friendship uh, friendship, friendship. <laughs> just, the just being a friend yeah. And then he's saying that it is similar to the same thing as guys that hook up with girls with no intention for a relationship. So just mm. hook like, up buddies as opposed to a friendship. They're like in a box that it can never be, oh, they can I never see. get out of. <laughs> and they don't want to really be in that box, but they accept it because that's the only choice they but have. But there are people who want to be in that box. Sanders like Eddie wants to be there. Like there are people that 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 do have just a friend with benefits, and that they know that we're just here to hook up, and is they're that, both okay with it. I have is that possible? Like that. It, yes. Is it an exception? Absolutely. Like do you yeah. do do you feel like okay. a girl that a girl is hooking up consistently over like? No, you're right. You're right. Yeah. It's the exception, not the rule. And, and the same thing yeah. would go for a friend. Yeah. Okay. It's the exception, not the rule. The guy gotcha. that has completely neutral interest mm -hmm. got it right that um, makes sense yeah and at one point i had neutral interest in a friend a while back in college i was friends with her in college and very attractive girl just had no interest i for whatever reason i just mm. didn't her boyfriend didn't like me so she mm. stopped talking to me for like five months i don't know why he didn't like me and then she became friends after they broke up she became friends with me again and then she opened the door to me eventually because she saw me in a different light or whatever the case may be Mm -hmm. And then, like, we did stuff, and then oh. I kind of ruined the, ruined, the, ruined the friendship. Different box. Yeah. So I, I, I got out of the box. I was in the box. I was the brother. I was mm -hmm. the that guy. Um, and I did get out of that box. So, like, Seems when like I he got out of the box multiple times, I've got. <laughs> yeah. He just jumped. I am good at getting out of the box. I am good at getting. It, there's a. It's very. Most guys cannot. I can't. I know how to. Oh, I you strategy. could write a book on how to get yeah. out of the box. Get and out of the box. Get, get out of the box. Different one. <laughs> no, that would be a waste of my time. <laughs> All right, we got to land this thing. Okay. All right, thank you so much for joining the podcast. This is a really interesting conversation. Please, <laughs> please share, subscribe, uh, you know, share it with your friends and family through text message, whatever the case may be. Uh, we'd love to converse with you again on the next yes. podcast. We've learned thank you. so much. Bye. That was fun.